What's up guys, today's video is all about repayment mortgages versus interest only mortgages. Which one do you pick and how does that vary depending on the property you're buying? My name's James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. Yes, that's why, guys, we're going through this really important topic of interest only versus repayment mortgages. Okay, all right, maybe it's not the most important topic, but it is important. It is useful when you're looking at getting a property. So let's go through first the two typical categories for properties and how that varies depending on what kind of mortgage you want to get. All right, so you've got residential properties and then you've got buy-to-let properties. Residential is properties where you live in, you sleep there, you chill there, you hang there, it's your property that you live in. Buy-to-let properties are those that you rent out to others for an investment, for a return. The first category, residential, generally speaking, the most people get repayment mortgages. And that's where you're slowly repaying the debt on that property over time. And the idea is, before you retire, you've fully repaid off the mortgage, so you don't earn, you don't owe any debt. Woohoo! Okay, well that's pretty cool, right? You've got this whole house and you don't, earn, you don't owe any money on it, okay? So you can chill out, retire at 65, doing your thing, play golf, and not have to worry about a mortgage. Well, at least that is the traditional view, and that's kind of how the whole mortgage market is set up. So what you tend to do is you go out and you say, right, lender, I want this property and I want to live in that property, but I can't afford to buy that property. So can you lend me some money? And they'll say, well, I'll lend you up to X amount of money. And you usually get a broker to work with you on this because there's a lot of choices around property. Sorry, mortgages on property. But they'll lend you up to a certain amount. It varies depending on what's going on. At the moment, it's 85% is the maximum. And that's because of what's going on with COVID and so on. Usually, at least before COVID, it was 90%, sometimes 95 before 2008. It was 100% they would loan you, like everything. It's crazy, you didn't have to put any deposit down. So it varies, right? But at the moment, you'd have to put at least 15% of the value of the property down and the lender would give you up to 85%, right, at the moment. Now, the way lenders assess how much they'll lend to you is based on the cost of the mortgage for you relative to your income. And that's because if you're living there, okay, how are you going to afford paying that mortgage? Well, it's the money that's coming in every month, okay, your salary or your business or whatever. That's what's covering that mortgage. And they'll do sort of what they call stress testing it. So they'll effectively say, well, under certain scenarios, how much is the mortgage going to cost? And can your income cover it comfortably, right? Once you take into account all your other bills and so on. Okay, so all of that is effectively reduced down to your mortgage your mortgageability is assessed based on your income, right? Now, if you think about it, when you retire, you don't have any income, or at least for most people today, okay? You retire, you get your pension, and your pension's income, but it's kind of different, or at least for the mortgage point of view. So that's why 
lenders want you to slowly repay that debt off over time before you retire. So usually the limit, the maximum term, so the length of the mortgage, has to be shorter than how long it's going to take before you retire, right? So if you're like 25, then you can have a 40-year mortgage term because you're going to retire at least by 65, or at least they would think you were, or at least if you tell them that's the case. But if you're like 40 years old, right, and they're assuming you're going to retire at 65, then they might cap your mortgage term to 25 years old. So effectively, if we summarize up, getting a residential property, the mortgage you're going to get is a repayment mortgage because the lender wants you to slowly repay the loan off before you retire. Now, that's not always the case, and we'll come on to that in a second, but generally, that is the case because that's kind of what they want you to be doing. And so, mo you know, if you want access to the most mortgages, that's what you want to do. If you want the cheapest rate, that's what you want to do. If you want the maximum loan to value, i.e. the maximum amount of lent on that property, that's what you want to go with. But you can go with an interest-only mortgage on a residential property. And that is where... Uh, you're effectively only paying the interest every month, not paying down a part of the repayment. So in a year's time, five years' time, you still owe the same amount of money on that property. Now, the trouble with that is most lenders don't want to do that for you. And so you've got much less lenders offering it, so much less offerings. Interest rates tend to be more expensive because there's less, less out there. But as a result of only paying the interest, often the amount you're paying each month is a lot less. So pretty cool, right? A lot less. So a lot of people like the idea of going with an interest-only mortgage. But if you think about it, if the interest is higher than going with a repayment mortgage, the amount of money you're paying to have that debt is more expensive. You're paying more in it. Even though each month you may be paying less, the cost of that debt is more. And the reason is, is because the full amount is going to just pay the interest. You're not actually paying down the debt as well. In addition, usually the loan to value on interest only mortgages on a residential property are much lower. So you can't borrow as much. So yes, you might having a lower uh, payment each month, but the amount you can borrow on that property is much lower. Okay. More makes sense? Good, thought so. Other category then, buy to let properties. So these are investment properties. And typically, most people are going to get interest only mortgages. And this comes down to, again, what the traditional view is of how you manage a property like this. So, a buy to let property is an investment property. You own it to rent it out, to get rent. That makes money and income and then the costs of having that property that go against that income in part is your mortgage right so once you take all the costs away you've got your income happy days profit you can go out spend it on night out and drinks who go to the restaurant or whatever but effectively that is okay maybe that's not the funniest joke but serious matter You've got a property that is an investment, it's a business, and it's making money. So if you think about it, 
when they're assessing your mortgage ability, i.e. whether they want to lend to you, they're thinking, well, how are you going to pay this mortgage? Well, you're going to pay it against rent. So when they're assessing you for that lending, they're thinking, well, how much rent are you going to get on that property? And how much is your mortgage going to cost in various scenarios? And if that all adds up and they're happy with that kind of level of risk, they'll lend you that mortgage. Now, because it's covered off because it's covered off against rent the assumption is you only need to pay off the interest on the mortgage okay to be able to have that property to get the rent okay you don't need to repay down that debt because the cost of that debt is being covered by the rent and even if you retire in 65 or 75 that property is still going to be getting rent every month unless something crazy changes the rentability of that property is within the property. It's nothing to do with you. And therefore, you can carry on having the debt on that property way past your 65 or 75 or whatever. Okay? So that's why you're able to get an interest-only mortgage. As well, if you were to get a repayment mortgage, if you think about it, you'd be paying a lot more each month because you'd be paying the interest and you'd be paying off some of the debt every month. Now, that would mean the monthly payment would be a lot higher and it would mean that there'd be a lot less return once you take into account the mortgage cost after rent, or even worse, it might be negative. You might be having to pay money each month because the mortgage payment is more expensive than the rent that's coming in. And obviously, a lender's not going to want to, to see that because then, therefore, it's saying, well, how are you going to cover the cost of it? Are you going to have income elsewhere to cover it? It feels a lot more risky to them. Okay, so generally speaking, when you're getting a mortgage on a buy-to-let property, it's going to be interest only. And if you do that, you're going to have access to the majority of the market because that's what the majority of lenders are going to want to do. You're going to get the lower interest rates. You're going to get the maximum loan to value at the moment sitting around 75%. can be less depending on what's going on. But the maximum at the moment for, for buy-to-let at the moment is 75%. And that's where you're going to get the best mortgages. However, you can get a repayment mortgage on a buy-to-let property, but it's unusual. And so therefore, you're going to suffer as a result. You might have higher interest rates. You might have a cap on your loan to value. There might be stricter rules around assessing your ability to get a mortgage based on the rent and your other, situ other circumstances within your life. So bear that in mind. But hey, you might want to do that because you want to slowly be able to have no debt on that property, even though it's a buy-to-let investment, so you can relax and just have literally a property with no mortgage on it and therefore the full rent you can uh, take as a profit each month. A few other things to think about. One thing, uh, sorry, a big thing people... Uh, worry about or consider when they own properties is that they slowly want to reduce the debt on their properties because it feels safer when they first buy a property you know they don't often have much money in, in deposit to be able to buy that so they get the maximum loan to value get that property uh, but it feels risky for them it feels like there's a lot of debt there so they want to pay that down somehow right now totally get that totally understand that but just bear in mind, when you buy a property, 
the lending on a property, so a mortgage, is one of the cheapest ways you can get debt. Like at the moment, you can get buy-to-let lending and residential lending on a property for like 1.5% in the UK. That's crazy. 1.5%. That is cheaper than the inflation. So if you think about it, that debt, uh, the cost of that debt is less than the devaluation of that debt. So effectively, by just owning that debt over time, it's actually becoming worth less. Mad. Totally crazy. So, you know, we're in an unusual circumstance at the moment and things may change. But right now, debt is very, very cheap on properties. And generally speaking, it is anyway. It, relative to inflation, it's very, very cheap. One of the cheapest ways you can get debt. So if you're looking to borrow money to have more money to invest with, that is why property is such a popular way to invest and why having debt on a property is so powerful. So be mindful of that when you're looking to reduce the amount and psychologically it might feel safer. But if you think about it just more generally, it's actually quite an effective way to take debt out against an investment. All right, guys, I'm going to call it there. Guys, I hope you found this video helpful. If you did, let me know in the comments. Please do like and subscribe so you can find out my videos each week. Be sure to check those out. Lots of amazing content from all subjects on the topics of financial freedom, wealth creation, and all that good stuff. Let me know if there's some specific topics you want me to cover in future weeks, and I'd be more than happy to do that. Take care, have an awesome week, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.